Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast. As always, it is great to have you on the program. This episode is brought to you by a request from Raleigh and myself. Ladies and gents, do us a favor. Pause this episode real quick and send a quick text or make a phone call to someone you haven't spoken to in a while. You never know what a simple, hello, what's up, how you doing, can do for someone, especially after the year we've had, and most especially during this holiday season. Go ahead. Pause the episode now. We'll wait for you and come back. And welcome back. Tonight we have our good friend Tom joining us all the way from Savannah, Georgia, where he's spending the holidays with his parents. Born and raised in Ohio, he's a fellow Browns lifer just like the rest of us, and we were thrilled to have him on the show. We covered the Giants game, the Steelers-Bengals game, and the upcoming few weeks for our boys. Happy holidays to you and yours from all of us. Stockings are hung with care The children sleep with one eye open Well now there's more than toys at stake Cause I'm older now But not done hoping The twinkling of the lights The Santa carols fill the hustle Old state Nick has taken flight With a heart on board So please be careful Uh, Mike, can you Mike, 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 Mike? Check, check, check. One, two. Can you hear me? Can I hear you? Ten, four. Good, buddy. Oh. Ten, four. That's unreal. Uh, I did not premeditate that response at all. Wow. Welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back to the Dogs of War podcast. I am your host, Raleigh, along with my co-host, Kevin, and our honorary co-host, Tom. Hey, everyone. What's How up, do you guys? say your last name, Tom? Siple. Tom Siple. Originally from Columbus, Ohio. Shout out. Yeah, shout out Columbus, this Ohio. This 614. Shout him yeah. out. That's fine. Turns out we, uh, we actually went to the same church. And Tom is a diehard Browns fan. And uh, we wanted to bring him on this show and have a good time talking about the freaking franchise that is the Cleveland Browns and how they are turning things around Thank you, Mr. Stefanski. Thank you, Mr. Mayfield. Thank you, Mr. Chubb. Thank you, everybody in that organization right now, except uh, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. Who could we? Nope. Yep. Yeah, nope. just positive, positive vibes. The Christmas special. Guys, Tom and Raleigh. First of all, Tom, thank you, sir, for joining us tonight. Love having a third co-host here. We are 10 and 4. The last time we had 10 wins was... 2007. 2007. I was a senior in high school, and yeah, that was a long time ago. Was it senior, in, or was it? Yes, uh, we were. Yes, we were. You're my grade. But I, I thought it was like the. Except I was at the advanced high school. You're at the, you know. No, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. 2007 in October, it would have been uh, the end of the year in 2007. Uh oh! So I was in eighth grade. No, no yeah, I, I was, I, oh, I was a freshman. In, we were freshman in college. I was a freshman at Harvard. I mean, yeah, Dayton. Yeah, nice math genius. That education really paid off. Yeah, I knew I was in high school. <laughs> uh, I mean, college, whatever. Oh, you're right. Wow, that was freshman year. All right, wait. Before we get there, uh, Tom, what we love to do when we bring on a first time guest is we want to hear about your background as a Browns fan. How did it start? How did you get stuck in this cult that we find ourselves in? 
Yeah, man. Uh, so born in Columbus and yeah, kind of flat in the middle of the state. And I had part of the family that was, well, all, actually all of our family was Browns fans as far as football goes. And you had a lot of Red, Cincinnati Reds fans. And um, so I became a Browns fan and then a Reds fan. But then I realized that Indians aren't in the same division. So I can actually like the Indians too. So I have a huge supporter of all Cleveland sports and gone to a handful of games. And, you know, when you're in, in high school, you know, up until high school, it's just got to use a lot of your own money to go to those games. Didn't get to see as many as I wanted to, you know. But I remember some freezing cold times at the old municipal stadium and Beauty. always sitting behind a metal pole. Didn't, didn't matter where you were, you are behind a metal pole. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, great games in the 80s. And and now, uh, yeah, when, last game I went to was, man, three years ago when the Chiefs were in town, I think it was. So uh, Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that was when I remember Kareem Hunt and Kelsey – we knew they would do a lot of damage, and they sure did. Yeah, that's yeah. – uh, whenever you uh, <coughs> plan a Browns – like a, a, a when you're going out of your way to go to a Browns game, I always try to hedge it so it's a game they're likely to win. Granted, it doesn't really work, but it's like I could have told you that Chiefs would have been a uh, questionable team to uh, visit. But you know what? That's in the past. That's in the past. We're 10-4. and four. That's what matters. 10-4. and four. <laughs> It's honestly unbelievable. Yeah, I had to come up. I had to come up to the clinic up there, and I was like, "Yeah, there's a game this week. I'm going." Oh crap! It's the Chiefs. So well. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. You, there's that. Um, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. What was I going to say? Oh, and before we get into all that, shout out Cincinnati Bengals. Last oh, night, oh my god, they put it on the Steelers, and that I was so happy for the Cincinnati fan base. I was. So happy for all of the Pittsburgh fans that live in Ohio that are the most annoying of fans and the pain that they're in. And I'm pretty excited for that week 17 matchup. So I, I appreciate that you're you're a nice guy and you appreciate yeah. Cincinnati fans. I don't care about Cincinnati fans because 90% of them live in Kentucky and they're not even from Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> but and I feel like a lot of people I talk to today. They didn't even watch the game because they figured it'd be a blowout, like 50 to 3. And then they started getting alert. They went to bed early and started seeing alerts and whatnot. So I watched it start to finish. I know you guys did too. Um, now, let's not get big heads here. I have a huge head, by the way. Unfortunately, our record against Pittsburgh is what it is, so we can't sit here and try to you know, talk a, a ton of smack. But um, that all being said, recognizing our place here, that is not the, the the Ben Roethlisberger that we've seen for many many years. Something is not something is not right right now. Tom, what do you think? I really feel like I saw a little Tom Brady action and like his like okay he's getting old you know his, his arms a little weaker. Um, yeah, that definitely was not the guy that you know could sling it like he used to. And I, yep. I mean I hope it continues for the next couple of weeks, obviously. But but yeah, <laughs> I uh, he's just he, his arms just. He's thrown a lot of passes over the years, man. They, some of them that he, the, there should have been more picks, more turnovers than there were last night. Like they looked like freaking floaters. Wait, the first drive of the game, the first drive of the game, there was what? I think there's two 
like dropped interceptions from the Cincy defense. First of all, I didn't know they had a defense. Their safeties are on their secondary is unreal. Um, that opening drive was like, all right, this is kind of weird. And you don't believe it because we've all seen it a thousand times. Ben's down a touchdown or two touchdowns at halftime, comes out and throws that dang around, and they win by two touchdowns. Um, Big Ben is – now, granted, and I hate to make excuses for a person I don't like, but he had major surgery last year. Um, you know what? I don't want to say it because then I'll regret it, but <coughs> this ain't the Steelers maybe that we've seen before. Um, and if – the, the team, if, if we play the team that we saw last night in a couple weeks um, and we play like we've been playing the last few weeks, knock on wood, we're winning 45 to nothing. Agree, I, agree or disagree? I, I agree with that. Um, granted, it's also going to depend on the, the Steelers. Ultimately, they could afford to lose that game. They are in the playoffs. They've clinched. They've clinched. Yeah, they have I know. clinched. Yeah. And yeah, were they, they looking past that game? Yeah, it's yeah. They, they could be. Um, I mean, but are they because they've lost three straight now? So, yeah. like, they're not like, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they've imploded entirely and that we've just switched places as, with them organizationally, but you can't really rule them out, obviously. But I think a lot of it's going to depend on what's riding on that week 17, like when their backs are really against the wall. I mean, when they're when your back is against a wall, you're not doing TikTok pictures, TikTok videos on the opposing team's logo. We'll see if they cut that out. I do like Juju a lot, but uh, the story of the night was that Juju on TikTok posts stories of him dancing on the opposing team's logo, and yeah. on the logo he got lit up by <laughs> what's his name, and it was a fumble turnover. Von Von Bell. Bell. I, I think I'm buying a Bengals Von Bell jersey. <laughs> and it's, I don't think that that hit was totally legal. Like, there was definitely some defenseless receiver component in it. Like, if I was a Browns uh, fan, well, I, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm pissed at my player for doing the dance on the logo. But that, I don't want that. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. care. If, I don't care if we were undefeated for the last three years. I don't want you going on someone. I mean, it, in to echo Tomlin, who. Again, I've been on the record saying him and Belichick are my favorite coaches of all time until Stefanski came along. Um, Tomlin came out last night and said, yeah, uh, we're going to have a little chat with him. It's a matter of respect. Like, yeah, it's one thing to be, you know, you're undefeated. You can talk shit, but you can't do that on someone else's in someone else's house in the NFL. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I I, I do agree with that. But all right, Tomlin, why didn't he make that call when he started doing it like weeks ago? Here's the thing, and agree. you guys can agree or disagree with this, Tom and Raleigh. So one of the things that I love, and we say this on many episodes, of why I love recording this on Tuesdays or Wednesdays whenever we do it is because we've already been able to digest for two or three days all the hot takes, all the articles, all the blogs, all the tweets, and then kind of calm down before we make our own decisions and opinions on things. There's been a lot of things that came out this week. With There's 50,000 different scenarios of how the Browns can, first of all, in the year of our Lord 2020, the door is actually open for us to win this division right now if 100 other things happen right. But the fact that it's actually an opportunity for us to do that on uh, today is December 22nd is the first time in my life. Um, But here's the thing, my, my long question short, I want us to get to the playoffs. I don't care. We can talk about winning the division 
that's step two or step three. Let's get to the playoffs first. That's number one. There's always people who are putting the tweets and the blogs of, well, if this happens, this happens, this happens. If this team loses, this team wins, then we can win the division. And that Steelers game is a championship. We need to control what we can control. We need to beat the Jets, first of all. Let's not get too big of heads here. My head is huge um, physically, but let's take care of business. And then we can talk about that shit down the road. But what are your guys' thoughts? Are you all in on the let's throw, let's roll the dice? Um, you know, if if A and B happens, then when we play the Steelers in a couple weeks, it's either playing you're in or losing you're out, or let's just win these games and get in the playoffs. Just get in the playoffs. 1000% just get me to the playoffs. Yep. Um, so try to summarize the, those scenarios. Basically the dolphins are playing the Raiders on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And if the dolphins win and the Browns lose, excuse me, I, I said that backwards. If the dolphins lose and the Browns win, we're clinched. So if the, <laughs> Basically, if the if the Dolphins win and the Browns win and the Colts beat the Steelers, we're not clinched. We're playing for the division championship on week 17. That's going to be a stressful championship. I, I just want them to clinch. Basically, if the Dolphins lose, excuse me, if the Dolphins win, I'm going to be rooting for the Steelers on Sunday. I hate to say it. I just do not want that kind of stress riding with me in week 17. Tom, help us out. What do you got? Man, I yeah, I just think the playoffs are all that matter. You know, I don't care yes. how we get there. Um, but then, then you open another can of worms because because I don't know. I'm I'm worried and anxious about how our team, more so how the defense looks going into the playoffs. Because we, once we get there, we got a, a lot of work to do. Yeah, big time. And I, so now that you bring that up, Tom. I listened to Cleveland radio this morning and there was like an hour long breakdown of all the, if this, then this, if this team wins, this team loses. I, I don't have the, the mental capacity to even try and like put that all together and be, I, we need to control. We can control. Let's beat the jets first. And then we'll worry about beating the Steelers after. But yes, for those of you that are like, Oh, we win the division now. No, let's relax a little bit. Let's take a step back. Let's get to the playoffs. We can talk about all that stuff next year. Or even, hey, even if it happens this year, great. Let's just get to the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I if... agree. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is if we can get to clinch our spot before we play the Steelers, that's going to be so much. Because you know if the Steelers go into that game, knowing that they can kick us out of the game, um, they're, they're going to have some bulletin board material too, just like we will in – and I'm not worried about Baker and our offense putting up the points this time. They've, they've we turned it score. around, but, but yeah, uh, that wasn't, you know, holding um, Ben was not quite our forte uh, in that first game. We couldn't stop them at all. For, for the past, you know, 20 years, years or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we all agree on something? If I'm wrong, Tom Raleigh, tell me I'm wrong. Last year, when we we lost to Duck Hodges, right? Yes. There, we thought that was the most embarrassing, horrible thing ever. The fact that they lost 
to Ryan Finley. Shout out. Great game. I don't know if he's smiling or in shrieking pain, but that erases all of that from last year. No? Yeah. It's – I don't know. They're Steelers. I think they're one of the fewer teams left that are kind of defined by their defense. But and- that's gone. Everyone's hurt. And the one thing that anyone, any successful team will tell you is if you don't have a run game at this point in the season, you're screwed. And they don't have a run game right now. Granted, I let me let me just be very clear, people listening here, and both of you as well. I am not by any means discounting the Steelers or putting us above the Steelers because I've I've seen the script four thousand times in the last seventeen, however many years, Ben Big Ben, or even before that. Um, but I will say. Uh, last night, the last few weeks, I don't know what's going on, but that's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's not the Tomlin coach team that we've known and seen forever. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Big Ben, uh, but they don't. One thing's for sure, they don't have a run game right now, and that's huge this time of year. Well, Connor was Connor. They said was like game time decision that they had him uh, sit out. So. And, and it's not like I don't think Connor is one of excuse me Connor is one of the top backs in the league, but he's definitely better than whoever the hell they had in last night. And I think they wrote off Cincinnati as he's not he's not a scrub. He's yeah, not. they I think they wrote it off as a win, and it kind of bit them. But like you said, their defense everybody's plagued with injuries right now, and. They still got TJ Watt. They still got Minka. They still have a bunch of studs. They just haven't been gelling much to our benefit. And we'll see. But we have yet to see them with their back against a wall. The Browns, they have been playing with their back against a wall, I feel like. And the Steelers, they've clinched. They may have lost that tough mentality. I mean, I'm not in the NFL. They're still a lot more tough than I, you will ever be. But... Who knows? Because they did not need to win last night. Technically, they don't need to win tomorrow or uh, this weekend either. They should, but who knows? I don't know if it's a locker room thing, injury thing, but I do like that they're panicking. I'm enjoying watching this. I'm happy to watch that shit burn. I think Tomlin was shitting his pants last night at that press conference. But uh, before we move on to happier, even happier things, the Giants game, Tom, any final last thoughts on the Pittsburgh Bengals game? Yeah, um, their defense and their blitzes that they – their schemes that they run, um, I felt like they were kind of tame last night. And I don't know if that's because they're not wanting to show everything, but uh, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot more different styles thrown at us in the next couple of weeks. Oh, I agree 100%, especially now they're already, they're already clinched. Who knows what they're going to be playing, what they're going to be thrown out there, so – um yeah and that again i what i'm trying to say here is that i want to control we can control let's beat the jets first my god it, it let's not even talk about it. anyway um let's beat the jets and we'll talk about their scenarios after that but one week at a time here um 10-4 good buddy 10-4 let's talk about this giants game colt mccoy freddie kitchens the boys came into town said what's up and we took care of business we just took care of business like uh, from the jump and god bless you freddie for, for not going for the field goal right off the jump god i love him so much yeah that's uh he's continuing to 
support the Browns just wearing a different uniform this time. Um, two things. One, shout out the Browns for that was the first and only win thus far. Let me do some math in my head. Yeah, that was the only win this year that was a stress-free game that they were in control the entire time. Other than the first couple of minutes when we are like, oh, they're going to score. Freddie goes for it. We were just in the driver's seat. I was able to throw up celebration videos when there were like five minutes left. That's unheard of. Thank you, team. Thank you, Coach Stefanski and everybody involved. Before that, though, I was sweating bullets because I swear that Sunday night football crew, tell me if I'm wrong here. Did they not say everything and do everything in their power to jinx the Browns? Like they kept talking about it like it was an uncontested layup and there's no way the Browns will lose. And it's like, uh, actually, they can. It's very possible. They they have been known to snatch the, uh, what is it, secure victory from the jaws of defeat, secure, you know, the phrase, whatever, edit that out. Bad things can't happen. Stop being edited out. Okay, whatever. Um, they were saying everything. Like, yeah, the Browns. There's just, there's just no way they're gonna lose this. But if disaster befalls them, then yeah, they're probably not gonna make the playoffs. And I'm like, they just kept setting that up for the worst mojo of all time. But Stefanski's jawline was able to overcome. Did you guys notice that? What they were yeah, saying, I, and did that make I you get nervous? I see a national. I get to see national announcers that have made me feel confident going into a game. It's either they're crapping on us and saying that we don't have any chance, or they blow it over like, oh, well, they got the run game. They'll just run. And then you see uh, we're into our third right guard. I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Wait, so Tom, I don't know about you, or you, Raleigh, too. Uh, Nick Harris, a rookie, uh, the, yeah, the guy gave up one sack, whatever. But uh, the kid balled out. I think he, he's getting my uh, – Baker, besides Baker's, uh, he gets the game ball, of course. But my next game ball goes to Nick Harris. That kid balled out for coming in as a third stringer that night. He, I agree. He, did he stepped def- up huge. Definitely, uh, he did what he needed to do, and that's what you have to do. All that's of you. I mean, yep. according to the, the numbers afterwards, I mean, he was – Rated definitely the worst on the line, but <laughs> his worst was good enough. Um, so, you know, I don't live and die by the PFF numbers, but but he definitely uh, did what he needed to do and didn't make any huge errors. Yeah, he gave up one sack, but uh, it, it, we've seen a lot worse than some of our replacements. Shouts out to our boy, Wyatt Teller, and now his now fiance on their engagement last night at Carly. Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yep. Teller and uh, Carly got uh, engaged. They were actually supposed to be our guest tonight, but they got engaged last night and, you know, they obviously bumped us. And that's where Tom came in. But yeah, congrats <laughs> to them. I wish you both a lifetime of happiness and have fun in the COVID engagement era, of which I'm a veteran of. Wait, but yeah, so again, congrats to them. Um, I mean, if you want us to crash the reception, we will. All three of us. That's fine. My question to you two, going to Tom first, opinion on Cody Parkey after yesterday. Man, I'm, I'm just <laughs> – I got the attitude that we need to throw money at a kicker that's 
that's solidified. I'm not happy with the position that it scores a, a majority of your points often. Um, and I know there aren't a ton out there, but, you know, I, I throw that franchise money for a kicker at a kicker. I, I miss the days of the Phil Dawson and, and it's just, it's just frustrating. And I know he hasn't been bad for the season, but it, it's, a, they're starting to matter. These games, last couple games, you know, an extra point here and, you know, that Steelers defense is not going to, uh, just let, lay down on us if we do that. So, yeah, it's, I, I agree. Theoretically, you want a great kicker just because you definitely don't want a bad kicker, but I don't think that they just exist. Like there is Justin Tucker, then there's everybody else. Cody Parkey, at least I think, in my opinion, he bounces back. Um, he missed one against, uh, he missed one against the Ravens. Well, two technically, but then he drilled an important one. And the guys had an entire city, shout out Chicago, fall down on him before. And I feel like he is mentally tough. Just misses some every now and then, but they all do. But yeah, theoretically, if there is a sick kicker available, let's get him. Let's pay him. But everybody else in the league is thinking the exact same thing. I mean, there's no, there's no, right, Justin Tucker's an anomaly. There's no Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady of, of kickers. I mean, well, except for Justin they're not Tucker. as available. Yes, except Justin Tucker. Excuse me. So let's talk about uh, again some more good things of the past six weeks. Uh, can you find me one quarterback who's had a better six weeks than Baker? Really, I, I don't. I don't think so. Maybe Mahomes, but just Baker. Probably one, not. Did you see the, the throw that he tossed Jarvis in the end zone? Najoku was standing there, I mean, more open than anyone in the history of the NFL. Jarvis had maybe like a six-by-six-inch window to catch that ball. Shouts to both of them. First of all, Baker threaded that thing like I've never seen, and Jarvis pulled that thing in. These throws that he keeps doing are absolutely unbelievable, and I love seeing it. I love that he's shutting up a lot. Even Stephen A. Smith on ESPN came out and was like, yo, uh, this guy's balling out right now. Uh, my bad. And I know Baker doesn't give a shit about ESPN or any of those guys, and I truly believe that. Um, but he's had the best six weeks of any other quarterback in the league. I'll fight anybody on that. You know where to find me. Um, Tom, any thoughts on that? We'll go to you first. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't a – I mean, I've always been a Baker fan. You know, I have his jersey. I love his spunk and his attitude. But I wasn't sure going into the season after last year. Um, and I'll tell you what, yeah, the last last seven weeks, he's he has done everything that they have asked him to do, and uh, and more so. I mean, of course, it's still the cardiac kids where when he does that bootleg rollout, and I'm like, oh no 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 no. And yes, okay, complete. You know, I still hold my breath there and, and get anxious. Um, but uh yeah, he's he's been hitting his progressions a lot better. He doesn't just automatically zone in on, on one guy like he was doing earlier in the year. And the last four five I have yet to see the high passes. So much he goes high, and that's what always draws a lot of those tips or interceptions. So 
Yeah, the last seven weeks, he's been great. Um, I was talking to somebody today, but no, I just want to say I keep going before I crown him, you know, the next auto Graham. I'm, I'm giving him the crown. Wait, uh, how about agree with everything you said, Tom? How about that? The like the longest pass in how long? That's huge. Uh, ever. Are you talking about the Hail Mary attempt? The Hail Mary that he threw was like the longest pass ever thrown. Like 170 yards. Um, that was – he's got a cannon. I, I agree with – like he he was not anointed this year, uh, going into this year. Um, I think he'd done better than his predecessors, predecessors. What the hell's the one that means before you? Predecessors. Predecessors, whatever. Um, going into this season, but – you know, if he was quiet at first, heavy run offense, and, and I think hats off to him and Stefanski for figuring it out. You know, they once he got his momentum, now he's rolling with it. Now he like it, they just look like they know exactly what they're doing every single play. They it seems like it's the right play call and the execution. It's there. Offense has not been an issue for, like you said, the past six games. Uh, it helps when you have a run defense. It helps when you have a sicko line. Also helps when you have Baker Mayfield playing like Baker Mayfield is right now. So, yeah, hopefully we just figure it out on defense and back-to-back uh, -back Super Bowls. Let's go. We have a lot of, um, and again, we're we're a very pro Browns, uh, non-negative podcast. We're not going to talk about our defense, um, but my God in heaven. Uh, there's a lot of things that we're going to work on in the offseason back there. And I think uh, Mr. Barry is going to have his hands full this offseason and do very well addressing it, but still. Um, gents, let's look ahead. We've talked about the success that was the Giants game. We came in and took care of business. We got that thing done, made a statement. Even though it's the Giants, whatever, It's we came in and executed, and the Browns aren't really known for doing that historically. Let's talk about this Jets game coming up. Um, I don't think they're going to be coming in very uh, hot from that win like they won. Great. They got rid of the 0-16 season. Um, now they can go back to not caring again. That's my opinion. Um, I think we come in and take care of business very easily, knock on wood. I am horrified saying that because I'm horrified with how confident I am in this game because it's the Browns. And granted, this is a different team, a different – era we're in right now in the last 32 years of my life but it scares me still um we'll go to tom first thoughts on the upcoming jets game here uh, i think you're completely nailed it on the head i think you know they they're not going that 0 and 16 route now um and i don't know every nfl player will say that they would never tank you know they're going to give it their all out there but we're, we had not saying that every head coach or, or line coach or whatnot feels the same way, right? So, I mean, I would not be surprised if if they come out with a weaker game plan the next couple of weeks just because somewhere in that office, uh, they're hoping for that first pick, that Jacksonville can pick up another one and pass them. Um, but but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe that. They would still keep Gase around, though. Um, but I've seen crazier things out of other teams. <laughs> Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> they – and, like, before – sorry, Raleigh, before we go to you, um, there has never been – it's actually, like, 
the Jets winning this past week. Now, a lot of people have come on the radio airwaves and in the blogs and whatnot saying that, you know, the players, the coaches, they all know they're getting cut or fired after this year. So let's win and screw this management, this ownership. <laughs> I have an own 16 season. And I, I kind of half believe that half don't. Um, but the fact that they just blew getting the draft Trevor Lawrence, who right now on paper and what everyone's saying is, you know, Peyton Manning and whatnot um, is absolutely incredible. Like you have to be so bad to screw up losing, like not even the Browns have done that, but then again, we never, we never prospect like Trevor coming up like that. Anyway, um, Raleigh thoughts on the jets. Uh, I am really just hoping that they made a mistake in winning. Now they know it and they feel bad and they find a way to strategically tank. Cause I do not want to stress full game on Sunday. At the end of the day, they are an NFL team and that whole stupid phrase, any given Sunday, it's, cliche but it's true or monday night for or the monday night. Feels, yeah yeah or monday night shout out you but i just hope the browns can put the hurt on them take care of business praying to god that the ravens lose or the dolphins lose or both of them in which case let's go colts but if that's not the case then uh i don't know man it's it's been an emotional roller coaster the browns can clearly take care of business i'm just kind of hopeful that the jets decide not to care one game at a time if i can preach anything for the love of god stop thinking about reading all the uh, this happens if this happens let's control what we can control let's win these next two games at least win the jets game first we can talk about it um gents before we wrap it up we got to stay with tradition we got to give our score predictions for sunday tom we'll start with you browns versus jets score prediction Oh, I think you'll end up with the Browns 32, Jets 24. Ooh, Raleigh. Um, I'm going Browns 48, Jets 16. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Browns 31, Jets 3. Let's take care of business. Let's get this thing done. I mean, can you right, – can we just – in you know, uh, my dad was just listening to his broadcast here a second ago. He's over standing here because I'm at home in Cleveland for uh, the holidays. After uh, the Browns beat the Giants the other night, I was just me and my dad watching on our couch in the living room. Um, there was just like there were there was no we it was just silence. Like we didn't really know what to do to see ten wins with the Browns this year. It's happened like one time in my lifetime before this. We just kind of sat there and like literally just like stared at the wall for like 20 minutes before we actually realized what was going on. Um, I think we should not take it for granted. 10 wins. Um, if there's some doomsday scenarios, we're not going to get there now. If we have to, we'll go there later. Um, but right now, uh, let's control what we control. We got to beat the Jets this coming week. Um, gentlemen, any final thoughts? We can talk about, I mean, the holidays, life, Browns, anything. Uh, Tom, you are a special guest tonight. The mic goes to you. Um, yeah, man, I'm just, it's a time of year to be blessed and it is a good time to be alive and good time to watch and enjoy these Browns. And, um, I can't complain, man. This is, this is good stuff. I just got hope that our defense, uh, can hold in there and, and we got a couple more games and, 
be looking at the playoffs for the first time in a while. Well, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Um, I haven't seen this in a long time, and I've been watching these games since the 80s, so I, I love it. Raleigh, you're up. Uh, that I love that. And yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird little cult we're in following these brownies, but in a world where everything is just going nuts right now, it's like the Browns with 10 wins and two weeks left to play just brings me so much joy. And it's like, I don't even care about anything else. And it's tangible. It's real. I'm so excited. And I'm excited to see friends, family over this next couple of weeks and excited to see what our boys can do. Restore that eternal glory. Get us that Lombardi someday. Yeah, you know what? And, and something you guys just kind of made me realize right now is as happy as I am to see a Browns team with 10 wins because I've only seen it one time in my life, my 32 years. Thirty? How old am I? I don't know. Tom, it was an absolute privilege having you on here tonight, sir. We got a big game coming up this weekend. Once the fat man comes down the chimney in a few days, whatever. Yeah, Christmas is one thing, but Sunday is a much bigger deal than Christmas. Let's get real now. Um... I cannot even fathom the Steelers coming to town, downtown Cleveland, for that game in two weeks. And I know the three of us are going to be watching very closely, especially these other games. And come on, damn it, Gruden, who's a fellow University of Dayton, the Harvard of the Midwest alumni, please beat the Dolphins. Just please one time for me. Um, From all of us, for Raleigh, for Tom, our very special guest tonight, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you all. We will have our holiday album out this week as well as the friday five merry christmas god bless and we'll talk to you all very soon stockings are hung with care the children sleep with one eye open well now there's more than toys at stake because i'm older now but not done hoping The twinkling of the lights, the Santa carols fill the household. Old St. Nick has taken flight with a heart on board, so please be careful. Each year I ask for many different things, but now I know what my heart wants you to bring. So please just fall in love with me this Christmas. Christmas won't be wrapped under a tree. I want to bend the last forever. So kiss me on this cold December night. A tree that smells of pine, a house that's filled with joy and laughter. The mistletoe says stand in line. Loneliness is what I've captured. Oh, but this evening. Can be a holy night It's cozy on up by the fireplace And dim those Christmas lights So please just fall in love with me This Christmas There's nothing else that you will need This Christmas It won't be wrapped and
yours for the taking. They call it the season of giving. I'm here, I'm yours. I'm here, I'm yours.